on this episode, on this episode of Japan 2.0. This drives me yeah, crazy. So like, it's making me angry. You have this one little unit it. in the corner of your big room that you hang <laughs> out in, and this default setting is just to go like straight out, which oftentimes you're, to me, that's not where your couch is, right? So you want well, it to kind of point at an angle. The air conditioning units go on the, your ceiling, right? So like, well, not who? the ceiling, not the ceiling. about Japan and uh, I, Japanese say, subculture, yeah, subculture, so, uh, culture, pop culture, you know. Undiscover side of Japan. Yeah, we kind of show you the um, the parts of Japan that you, you might not be familiar with. Yeah, Matt and I are talking recently, you know, we're always trying to brainstorm. We've been doing this almost you know, 90 episodes now, I think, and uh, yeah, sometimes it's, you got to really think of these topics, you know. For us in our daily life, yeah, it's sometimes hard to... Uh, think about what's interesting for you our audience but uh mac mac came up with a really great one today uh which is about uh kind of questions we still have uh while living in japan i've been here six years and matt's been here five years and there's still a lot of i don't know scratch the surface that's a little extreme but i still feel like there's so much more to learn about japan there's such simple things that i still just don't get and whenever i ask friends who have you know japanese friends i don't feel the answers are very satisfying Tonight, even while we had sushi, I kind of asked the question, like, why isn't poke, uh, Hawaiian poke, more popular out here? They have all the ingredients. Japanese people love Hawaii Hawaii in every way possible. Tuna and avocado. They love all the ingredients. Yeah, everything about it. And the answer I get is, is, it kind of doesn't satisfy me. He just says, uh, Japanese people don't like change or they like tradition. But I kind of don't buy that because there's so many hybrid kind of fusion things here that, that do really take off. For example, pancakes. Um, or a big craze, oh, yeah. or uh, some things we'll talk about later. Um, we'll kind of get into that more deeply, but yeah. So I get these explanations, and I kind of just don't really buy it. Or I just think I think it's wrong. Maybe that's uh, very privileged <laughs> of me or something. But I want more, and we kind of hope we can excel this idea to you. Uh, maybe right now you might think we're being obtuse or something, but maybe by the end of this episode, you might think we're on to something. Of yeah, what's what's the deal? What's the story? In some ways, I think it's kind of a privileged place to be because um, I love traveling. And part of the reason why I love traveling is just because you get to learn so many new things about a culture, right? And while you're traveling, you you get bits and pieces here and there. And if you live somewhere, you know, we've lived in Korea for uh, four or five years. And then, you know, I've lived in Japan for five years. I've, I've come to learn a lot. But the thing about Japan is there's just so much, you know, and there's always something that's new and surprising. Yeah. And um, and we were talking earlier today about how when we lived in Korea, we kind of got a handle of, like, you know, the day-to-day cultural stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And um, how things worked and how um, uh, at least most people followed, you know, the particular sets of society right you know like the type of um 
you know, the way people live, the traditions they have, the, you know, the courtesy my, and all that stuff. If you I know? compare myself to foreigners, I always felt like, again, maybe I'm e- egotistical here or something, but I always felt like I kind of like knew Korea better than your average foreigner, you know? Like, I, I felt I had a certain credibility to me, and maybe some of that had to do with my wife's mom being Korean, you know? Um, but I just felt like we lived a really Korean life there, and I had a lot of Korean friends and I worked with Korean coworkers and there's a certain authenticity. Um, and a lot of that I would say we don't have here. I, maybe I've never had that experience. I've never worked for a Japanese company and I have less Japanese friends than I did Korean friends. Um, it, it's harder generally to, to meet Japanese people for me at least than it was Koreans. But all that aside, I, I still think, um, I still do have Japanese friends and do Japanese things and I do think Matt and I are into Japan, at least when I consider it my coworkers, you know, at least into the cultures and stuff. Obviously, we have this podcast that so we felt a certain credibility. But I guess my point is that I have much less confidence about how well I know Japanese culture. And it's one thing to do this podcast almost 100 episodes in. If we would have started this way, probably no one would ever <laughs> listen to us, you know. But I feel we've kind of bought ourselves uh, at least the minimal level of credibility for you, for you guys to, to listen to us at this point. Um, but I guess the point is that there's still like so many unanswered questions and so much to learn about Japan. There's so many puzzles. And today we're going to ask questions about, you know, and see if we could get to the bottom of some of these. Because maybe David knows the answers to some of my questions that I have and, and, may, and vice versa. Yeah, we generally sometimes try to go in not fully blind for these episodes. But we'll get talking about them, kind of riffing on a topic. We're like, all right, stop, stop, stop. Like, let's just do it on the on podcast so it's kind of fresh, you know. So yeah, maybe maybe we'll answer some of these questions. Maybe we won't. I think one reason I really like this podcast idea was this is kind of one for us where we just kind of think about it quickly and just kind of give you like our raw gut. But like the next week or two, you know, we'll probably have much better answers. So we might do a part two for this, and then kind of hoping to keep it interactive. Like, what are kind of some questions that you, whether you you live here or you don't live here, uh, that you guys have had? So really hoping you guys can write us on social media. Maybe we'll just do our, our quick social media thing here. You know, we do Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, wherever you want, Japan 2.0. Um, yeah, spell out the point part. Um, yeah, write us your questions. What's something you've always kind of wondered about Japan that you kind of can't get an answer for or can't figure out? Or why does Japan seem like, you know, so different maybe from where you're from? And uh, we'll try to investigate and get answers for you, maybe. And if you know the answers to some of our questions and you want to write, send them our way, we might do a follow-up episode where uh, we read your, your answers on the, the air. So, um, yeah, yeah keep, the, keep all of our communication open. And, uh, yeah, we'd be happy to hear from any of you. Yeah, yeah. So should we get into it, David? Yeah, I guess we should crack it open and admit our embarrassing uh, unknown uh, factors of uh, Japan, this great country we live in. Well, let's start with one we kind of mentioned earlier on, and uh, it's one that's confounded me, and that is the explosion uh, and popularity of tapioca, um, pearl, boba, whatever you want to call it, milk tea. tea. This is one I was referencing when I was trying, the guy earlier trying to tell me why poke is not popular, right? Well, bubble tea, you know, is from Taiwan, and it's that Japan has very traditional views on tea, but they're lately embraced with open arms uh, boba you know I think comes from Taiwan Taiwanese tea right yeah and it just started like I mean it's not like tapioca and there's a quickly cup in Americamura there was a bunch of places every mall had a, a boba place right or pearl tea whatever you want to call it and uh, but now it's lines like even my small bo- boba place that we just 
you know, had in our mall, no mm. lines. It was always empty. Now has a line, like yeah. a big line too. Yeah, I yeah, think so I actually I don't know what. reported on this. On a, I think I did a Tokyo episode somewhat recently. Maybe yeah. I, I can't remember. I think I, I was talking about it, and I said my idea was like I was just gonna compile pictures and put them up on Instagram of like the lines for Boba Tea out here, you know. Mm-hmm. I remember moving here six years ago, and like my brother asked me, like, because like the the boba tea boom. Yeah, Matt lives in California with a lot of Asian culture, right? But like, if you live in the suburbs or like you know a very majority kind of area in the states, I would say like yeah, somewhere between six to ten years ago it was like when boba tea like had its big boom. It was like this new exotic thing, you know. So but my, your malls must have had them for like no way, man. Are, yeah, you, are you kidding, man? Because I we've like had boba high school, tea for, nah, nah. yeah when I was like a teen. So high like school for pro- me was late nineties, early two thousands. No way, there's no Asian. We had like you know bourbon chicken and <laughs> Panda Express. Panda Express was the closest was, thing. That was yeah. the extent. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I remember, like, yeah, six or seven years ago, my brother would be like, oh, man, you just, like, walked down the street and just had, like, boba tea everywhere, you know? And I was like, nah, I actually, like, have to get on a train and go, like, a solid 10. I, for me, I have to go to, like, Kobe Station or Motomachi Station. You know, there's nowhere the in Suma, place, yeah, yeah. nowhere in between. Even now, yeah, Mr. Donut has it. We have a little Mr. Donut there, <laughs> yeah, but it's yeah. not that good. But it's a good, like, actual bubble tea place. Even for me still, it's, like, 10 minutes away, which is insane. I guess the thing we're getting at here is, like, it's crazy I think Japan's in Asia and at least like you said like your malls and stuff had it but you live in Osaka but yeah it's not it wasn't as prevalent as you would think it would be I think yeah maybe maybe living in Osaka which is still kind of a touristy area you know they cater to like the the Taiwanese crowd that comes over and the Chinese crowd not counting the crowds but just the amount of shops there are now like that's kind of what I would have imagined Ever before living out here, yeah, like, yeah, okay. I would have Boba, imagined Boba tea a lot more. in yeah. Japan. Okay, yeah, uh, you know, go to Shinsaibashi and there's twenty of them, ten of them. Yeah, that's what I would have thought. The weird thing is that it took so long for them to open here, and, and the reason they are opening now is just because they get lines everywhere, and it's primarily like younger girls. I, I say like Instagram culture is kind of what I call it. Yeah, yeah. I, I still, though, it just feels weird. It, it's not like there weren't boba places. It wasn't like there was no place you can go to you know i mean it's just odd that it just sprung up right now and maybe it is a young person thing maybe it's just like young people that have like a little bit of income you know are getting into it but um but i honestly can't figure this one out the biggest parallel i could give you would be like the explosion of starbucks in the states in like the early 2000s you know like just a bunch of teen kids just like thinking starbucks is cool you know i Uh, thought starbucks was cool it was the only place in my neighborhood i probably would have thought it was cool but again I didn't. We didn't have Starbucks where I lived either, so yeah. that's why we didn't have bubble tea. Um, so I, I didn't know what it was until it was kind of too late. But yeah, yeah, like, yeah, you see, I don't see anyone with bubble tea not taking a picture of it. For example, mm. like all as soon as I get it, it's like the first thing I do is take a picture of it. It's true. I am usually the only guy in the line, unless there's a guy with his girlfriend. Yeah. But yeah, it's mostly women. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, there's this big thing out here out in Tokyo called. Uh, Oh, what is it? Oh, man, I'm blanking out right now. Uh, Think Lab. That's, uh, I butchered that name. It's, it's this big art museum that's, like, big with the Instagram crowd and a bunch of mirrored lights. Team Lab, sorry, Borderless Team Lab. I'm sure you would have seen it. It's a bunch of lights with, like, mirrors. And I went to go there, which is a failed attempt. Maybe I'll talk about it later. <laughs> and we waited in line for two hours. And my big idea was, like, man, if I just had, like, a mobile bubble tea truck right now, like, this would be 
because they're all like this Instagram crowd just doing it for the photos, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's a big mystery. Why did it take so long for Boba Tea to come here? And, like, what's the deal? Like, how, it's, I love Boba Tea, but two, three hours in a line, like, why? Why is it that good? Yeah, what, yeah. What's, what's the deal? Gongcha is the popular, popular Gongcha brand. Gongcha is a big one. Like the, the Alley is another one. Yeah, the Alley, yeah. Um, Gongcha is, uh, there's another one with, um, Seahorse as a label too. Oh, that, that place one. was blowing up. Yeah, yeah I was yeah. just by one the other day, yeah. and it was just like a huge line. And so uh, it's crazy that I just can't believe it. It's not, it's not that hard to make either. So it's, I'm surprised. Like you know, just places just don't. The convenience store has always actually carried it since I've yeah, been here. That's true. And they that one at the convenience store is yeah. pretty good. Like it's not bad, but the boba is not. I great. could wait in line for two hours. Or I could have something that's like eighty percent as good. And I'll take the thing that's eighty percent as good. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah, I don't blame you. Yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I don't need to wait in the long line. Actually, the places in my mall are not, the lines aren't so bad that, you know, I, I won't wait in them. But, uh, but yeah, it's just really weird. It was one of those phenomenons that, mm. yeah, I've kind of even looked, I've looked into it a bit and haven't Can't been able to figure it out. Yeah, yeah. I've, I've asked around, asked Japanese friends, don't know why. Another one that I can remember that was kind of on our list was, um, just shops here that seem to never have anyone in, in them but they have existed for many many years so again we're you know as americans we probably use america as a point of reference and as people who've been in korea for four or five years that's another point of reference and yeah i mean in korea you get a lot of shops that are really happy and proud to have been open for like five years that's like a big deal yeah in japan it's not uncommon for a place to have been open for 40 or 50 years similar i would say to like the u.s yeah some like there's a gyoza shop in my town it's like 100 years right and i mean that would be pretty rare in the u.s as our country is not very old um but yeah there'll be places here that like have been around for like 20 years and i've been walking by them for six years and never see any customers in them you know and I kind of just wonder, like, how are they open still? And Japan's, like, not a place that's cheap for labor. And, like, property's not always that cheap. Again, compared to L.A. or New York or something, maybe, maybe it is. But I just can't understand, like, how they stay open. And these are usually places that look like they don't have a big Internet presence, you know? A lot of older kind of mom-and-pop places. And I, my hypothesis is, like, that they already own the land. They paid off the deed. They're older. They had nothing to do with their life. So, like, even if they, like, literally make no money, it's just getting out of bed and something, like, to go to every day. Yeah. So they're just going and sitting in these shops, you know? What, yeah. How do you I feel about that? I mean, we, go, we were talking about clothing shops, yeah. right? And that's a really good example because sometimes you could go into these, like, used clothing shops and it seems like no one's ever been in them. I mean, we were in a clothing shop today that was yeah. just, it was something out of a nightmare. <laughs> it was a hoarder's. Should we like, shout out hoarders. the name yeah. in case anyone's in Osaka? Yeah, sure, sure. Oh, do you remember what the name was? Yeah. I, I took a photo of it. All right, all right you keep talking. I got the photo, picture. But, um, but we were in there and it looked like a hoarder's, well, hoarder's dream, but like a, a person like me's nightmare. Yeah, it's like, it's. I kind of like this place, but. It's tons of clothes. Love, Love Buzz is the name love, of it. Love, it's in like yeah. Umeda area. Love Buzz, yeah. And um, they had the, the, we took these stairs up, up these stairs, these rickety stairs, and we had to ask the guy. Well, David asked, he said, can we go upstairs? And it the guy kind of like. It was like a ladder. He laughed, right? Half, half ladder, half stairs. <laughs> 
And I was like, yeah, Daijobu, like, can we go? Yeah, and he's like, yeah, go. And gave a smile. He gave an even bigger smile when we came back down because I was so slow and scary to come down. <laughs> but, but up there, like, downstairs was a pretty normal vintage shop in Japan, to yeah, be honest. Yeah, just packed in, a, little a lot of t-shirts. Tight, a little yeah. tight, but it was actually pretty cool. I saw a crisscross jump hat that yeah. had no price tag on it. Otherwise, I might have bought it, but I was afraid. Sunrod afraid. t-shirt I wanted to buy. was a little expensive. How much was that, yeah. 50? It was 50 bucks, yeah. yeah. average. So then we go upstairs, and it is, we thought the bottom was packed. It's just a bunch of stuffed animals on the floor. I mean, you could, a little room to step, but not much. Two steps in, and then this animals, hundreds of animals. You couldn't even get to the clothes. Like, we're yeah. further down on you the rack. You get half the clothes, but not <laughs> because, the other half. Yeah, you'd have to step through this. And then there's just a bunch of knickknacks, a lot of glassware and ceramic on a thing. And I asked Matt, like, do you think they just put the stuffed animals all over the floor in case the earthquake and the stuff falls off and it'll just, like, catch them, <laughs> you know? There's, like, a witch shriveled, like, shrunken witch's head. It was super creepy on this thing um with some roadkill like rubber like <laughs> things on the ground needless to say it doesn't seem like this place gets a lot of foot traffic no way you know no and way. um and i'm sure i see with the I, lights and electricity that stuff's not cheap in japan like no my electric bill is pretty high every day and if you're running the air conditioning there was an air con yeah. in the upstairs area up and down like was it separate, working up yes I, I definitely noted that because oh, like, this crazy. is how i think yeah and um yeah, I must think, like, just the electricity and stuff every day must be, like, 10 bucks, And then a month, that's, like, $300. Yeah, forget it. And then this person to work there must be getting some money, too. And then the, the price for rent, like, how many crisscross hats and sunrise shirts would they have to sell just to make even? Mm-hmm. I just can't believe it's true. Uh, record shops, yeah. I mean, we go in a lot of record shops, and a lot of times those are empty too. We're the only two people in there. And these are in cool parts in of town. In a lot of cases, I'm the only person in there, you know? Yeah, I'm not going like way out. I'm going, like, these are in like the good parts of town too, like the stylish areas. So and they've been there for years. It's not like they're done in a, in a year or something. So. so, like vintage clothing shops and record shops, I guess I can make the argument that they do a lot of online. Yeah, that's my guess. You know? Too, yeah. So they might make a lot of money selling things on the. Um, you know, online markets. But we were in a bar <laughs> tonight, and it didn't seem like that it was really cracking either. Oh. I mean, mind you, it's the beginning of the holiday, and people might be out of town and all that stuff, mm. but, um, Oban, but but there are Oban a lot Oban. of bars like this and a lot of oh, restaurants so like this, so and many. you just... I, I always wonder, like, how much food that they do they have to produce and how much do they have to waste? Do you ever think yeah, about I that? I think a lot about the waste, and I always think, like, and what I'm and the food I'm eating right now is just like a week old, like at those places. Like yeah. I, I do consider the quality when I'm there, but it's always good. So they must waste a lot. Yeah. Is what well, I the think. guy tonight, he he had it frozen, and he just heated the chicken. It. Yeah, he okay. heated it. Yeah, because yeah. I saw him pull it out of the freezer. Yeah, we were at a reggae bar and had jerk chicken. It was awesome. Yeah, I couldn't tell you whether it was fresh or off the grill. Oh, or I guess whatever. it was yeah, totally yeah, fresh. Yeah, yeah, it tastes yeah. tastes great. But um. But, yeah, I mean, it's just one of those things. We had a sushi place before that, and we were the only people. And the guy told us, like, yeah, you guys might be my only customers today, and I might take a little longer to make the food because I thought no one was going to come in and stuff. And (laughs) it's a Saturday night, by the way. Like, Yeah. uh, And, again, like Matt said, it is a holiday, you know. But Now, mind you, we're we're talking about some pretty grassroots kind of places, you know, like a slightly bohemian, you know, which is, it's appealing to us, right? Yeah, so maybe we see more of this stuff because this is what we seek out. Yeah, maybe. But it's still, it asks the question, how, do, how yeah. does it work? I got you know? one more example. It's not, not as cool or bohemian or anything. <laughs> In my little town, you know, 
there's this mattress shop. And it's like the <laughs> it's like the nicest shop in our town. Like has the biggest space, it's the most modern on the inside. It looks like nice. Like it could hold its own, you know, downtown Osaka or something like that. And I went in once because, like, you want to support the local businesses. So if I need a pillow or a mattress, I want to go to, like, the local place instead of going to Ikea or something, right? I go in there to, like, look at a pillow. I want to, like, upgrade my pillow. The pillow starting price in this store is $80 and goes up to, like, $215, $300 for the pillows. Wow. And then I just, like, I'm like, okay, wow, this is, like, a luxury, like, mattress store. So I just started looking at the beds, yeah, and they're, you know, ten grand, eight grand, And I'm just thinking, like, I walk by this place every single day in my life, seven days a week. I've never seen another person. Maybe I've seen, in the six years I lived there, like 10 people in there, but I've never seen a transaction or someone carrying out a bag or anything, you know? And like, how? How? Is it the kind of thing yeah, where they just need weird. to sell one bed a year and they, they make money? But after, they're selling like major brands, so they must have to like pay. They can't, it's like they make it themselves and they can make a ton of profit off of it, I would think. I, I don't know. In our neighborhood, there's a bunch of these small electronic shops. It's like Panasonic, mm. you know, or... I know. Uh, the, yeah. They sell a lot of lighting yeah, structures, right? Lighting yeah, lighting structures, kind of or yeah. they have a couple of air conditioners, have a two, couple of TVs have two and those stuff. In my and it's another place where I'm like, how in the world do they do business? You yeah. All you have to do is ride a train, you know, for like 20 minutes to get like huge department store right yeah. uh and so some of part of me thinks like you thought you know like it's better to give them business and it's mm. you know it's a nice thing to do but uh but the other part of me says like well but there's no selection selection you know like you're at the mercy of the yeah. eight items that they have right i imagine you could special order things mm. from these kind of shops but, yeah, what's the benefit? I think know? a little bit. I mean, the point of this show, whenever we do these kind of, like, abstract episodes, is to kind of, like, understand Japan better. And I do think there is a certain Japanese nature or tendency here. Back home, we have, like, this idea of, like, growing local and support local. And it's kind of, like, a cool, hip thing to do, right? Right. In Japan, I don't think that stuff's really, like, cool or hip. I, I never see anyone, like... When I go to the cool places, I never see anyone pushing that or, like, signs for that or anything. I think it's just, like, normal or in the DNA here. Like... When you're at just a local shop, you see someone, like, deliver a chicken, like, on a motorcycle, you know? Yeah. Like, they, that's just, like, normal. Or, they, you know, the eggs are sell, sold um, not refrigerated when you go to the grocery store here. That was a mystery for me early on, but now I kind of understand it and get it. It's just fresh and, and local. And I guess that's just so embedded here that, yeah, people don't even think about it. They just It's like a friendly nature thing. Like, oh, yeah, this is my mom's brother's sister's friend. Like, I'll just go buy, buy my lights from them. Yeah. To a certain degree, maybe with the current generation, I do feel like they might be kind of breaking away from that a bit more, mm. where we are seeing that kind of change happen. I do think a lot of these shops we're talking about will shut down, you know? Sure, Especially sure, the, sure. Non, the non-vintage clothing stores, the yeah. more the lighting and the mattress places. I do wonder if this is kind of their last generation. And the, the young kids now, the I don't know what they're going to call anymore, but 20-somethings are younger. I can't see them kind of... So I see with the internet culture and stuff, that getting more Western. Yeah. But... My point is that I think that, yeah, that Japanese people in general would just rather, it's not even about supporting them. It's just like what's familiar or just Who easiest, you know, yeah. easiest in some way. Yeah. Um, I know so many people who grew up in Kobe, a friend I was seeing out recently, recently she's 25. She just said, uh, I made her go to Osaka. She's like, this is only my fifth time. I'm 25 years old. This is my fifth time going to Osaka in my life. <laughs> wow. And yeah. I was like, I've been to Osaka more in a month. 
Yeah. And you, a Japanese person from Kobe, have, have been in your life, you know? Yeah. And most of my Kobe friends are like that. Like, they never, ever, ever go to Osaka. They never leave Kobe. Yeah, I that's think, true. A lot of my, my coworkers and stuff, I ask them, like, you ask about Kyoto? How many, yeah, yeah, how many times have you been to Wakayama? I haven't. How many times have you been to, like, Kyoto? How many times have you been to Nara? And they're like, ah, oh, yeah, yeah. Like, a cut once, you know, I went to Nara. I've been to Nara, like, three times, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> it's crazy. And I, did, I, I haven't lived here my whole life. So I think you examine that more, kind of magnify that more, and think, how much do you leave your, your subway station town, you know? Yes, people do leave more than five times in their life, but I do think there's more of a tendency to just kind of stroll down the street or bike somewhere. Yeah, you know? stay, yeah. stay local. Which yeah. is really interesting. Yeah, I maybe. Think it's, it's kind of a cool thing about Japan I don't hear too many people talking about. But, um, yeah, so that's one. What we got next, Matt? Well, um, mysteries, mysteries we've yet to unlock. Oh, this is, this is one that's kind of related, um, talking about appliances. This is one's going to be fast. Mm. But it's just my air conditioner oh, yeah. won't point down. <laughs> my air conditioner, you know, we have an air conditioner in a like six tatami room. Uh, really fast air in Japan is a little bit different. It's like a, it's not at all like central heating or cooling, but it's a little bit better than like what we call a swamp unit, swamp cooler or window unit. It's very similar in yeah. a lot of ways. I think in Europe they have these kind of units a little bit more than we do in North America. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you install it through like a hole in your wall, like a little pipe system. And they put like Play-Doh around it to like it totally, seal it. Yeah. Yeah, let's go off on that for a second <laughs> because here's Japan, the land of robots and all that. And yeah, we've talked before and it's, it's kind of overdone at this point that they still use fax machines, yada, yada, yada. But one of the untouched things that no one talks about is every apartment has Play-Doh silly putty that surrounds the piping that goes out to outside so yeah. sometimes you have like an air con unit you don't use so it's just like a hole in your wall and i don't know why but the best way to cover that up is with silly putty legit silly putty it's like the color of skin or the wall paper. so yeah. we had a plug on the wall before we had an air conditioner that's, that's what i'm saying yeah. it. and we took that plug off and it was the dirtiest <laughs> and nastiest looking thing like it sometimes like you see old toilets or something that have stains all over them and stuff it looked like that it was disgusting yeah, moldy. and then um and then they put in the air conditioning unit and then the the guy came and he had like a handful of putty and he just placed it to seal the official <laughs> to seal that pipe going yeah. out or, or it's not like a pipe it's like a um what would you call that it's a tube a, a tube. tube yeah yeah a really tube. low budget tube yeah and um yeah and yeah but so even then once they're in the tube within your house the internal tube that goes in the unit is then surrounded by silly putty like that's the way to keep the air out <laughs> it, i mean it does work like it makes like a pretty good seal i don't I feel like heat or cold come come through there so maybe i mean maybe it's the way to go it can't be the best but it, anyway so that's a conundrum on top of that it could be matt and i have the same aircon unit i just got some new ones installed so maybe i can report back mm, but this drives me yeah crazy. so like it's making me angry you have this one little unit it. in the corner of your big room that you <laughs> hang out in and this the default setting is just to go like straight out which oftentimes you're to me that's not where your couch is right so you want well, it to kind of point at an angle the air conditioning units go on the, your ceiling right so like well, not who, the ceiling not the, ceiling. It's, the it's wall it's like close the wall, to your ceiling close to the ceiling yeah, yeah. okay it's almost up to the ceiling yeah. so if it's shooting straight out, it's just going into another wall. It's not coming down onto you, right? So, yours can either point down or to the side. So I, I have, can get mine to no, go down. I fine. have a button. Yeah. And you, I hit the button that that lowers it. Lower. And okay. it will lower it, 
to point down at me, yeah. and I'll be sitting down watching movies, yeah. playing video games, doing things I love to do. And, uh, and then after maybe 15, 20 minutes, yeah. it moves back up. Okay. So mine, I can get to stay down as much as I want. It'll stay there all day down. But left to right, I can't get it. I want mine to go right. It, same as yours. So it goes 20 minutes to the right and then go back to the center again. And don't think that, like, I just don't understand, like, my remote. There's only like, so I'm many s- buttons on this remote. There's I've only, spent, like, six buttons. Well, mine has quite a few okay. buttons. But I spent so much time looking over the instruction manual and going over all of it. I've done follow the steps. I hit the enter button, you know. I've done everything that I could possibly do. And I can't get it to, to where... I probably am missing something. It's probably something really well, stupid. the but. fact that I think we might have the same... We definitely have the same brand, Ericon. I don't know if it's the exact same unit. And I can get mine to stick down. Can you get yours to stick to the right or left? Uh, so there? I could get it to move. So I could get it to go... Oscillate like, back oscillate. and forth. Yeah, but not but stay. I can't get it to stay. No. Okay, I can get mine to oscillate too. I can't yeah. get, but I can get mine to stay down. Maybe, maybe I know the problem. So here. somebody has told me that you could just pop it into place physically. like you could physically so, grab it yeah. and then pop it down so on my new ones <clears throat> i was surprised i was looking on the remote hoping i can move them and i couldn't and i have to physically it feels like you're gonna break it but i like just kind of rip it over to the right and that that'll stay i don't think mine i should do it with mine <laughs> ours i don't think is like that <laughs> no because my other ones had grooves like you could see grooves and like a little peg ours doesn't have that so yeah Anyway, that's that's definitely a mystery. We could also talk about line line clean, but oh, which yeah, we kind of yeah. got to the bottom of the last time. But I think we'll save that we'll one save. for another episode for our Aircon in yeah. Japan episode. <laughs> what else do we have on our list? You have the, you have the master list on your phone. Yeah. You um, well, we were talking about. Uh, let me let me pull up my list. I know it's great radio. Um, how about aligns? We have a lot. All right. Some, a lot of times we see a lot of fanfare We're out oh, in like yeah, a major yeah. area Usually for us it's like Umeda or Shinsaibashi Or Sanamiya or Kyoto And you'll just see like a massive amount Of the same demographic Young girls, older guys With beards Just like lining up with signs Or bags or sometimes like wearing the same shirt And you think Oh maybe a concert just let out Or something like that But it's not, there's no concert hall anywhere they're all waiting, like, looking in the same direction for something. And it's happened so many times in my life. And oftentimes I'll have, like, guests with me. And they'll be like, yeah, what's, what is that? Is that, like, a call or what? And I always feel like the worst host or, like, so inauthentic for being, yeah, I have no idea. I've seen this before, and it's a mystery to me. It looks like something that you should so easily have an answer for. Like, oh, yeah, yeah this is, like, a boy band recording studio, or this is, yeah, a concert hall, or it's a... Supreme clothing store The big lineup outside Or something like that But no It's like none of those things It's, it's just, lines to nowhere Yeah Yeah Especially around like I find around Big department stores And things like that Where um, Or places that have um, I don't know Little trendier Parts of town yeah, yeah I'll just see lines Going up to a sign Right like Exactly a, a, There's no there's, store Or yeah, yeah, yeah Nothing I've totally seen this before too And and I'm like Yeah we're, I'm talking like Not five people for? Ten people Like a hundred people Yeah yeah Huge lines yeah. You know so, And again Almost always The demographics Very similar It's not like a mixed group So usually. Like for the Like going back to milk tea Sometimes they'll split That line in half So you might say Oh yeah This line's not so bad And you You go <laughs> on the line And they tell you No no, oh, no The no, line is around the corner, the corner. Yeah. So 
it's possible that something yeah, some, they're lining up for something that's like the short, but this is the, yeah, the part area the and they're waiting for like the usher to come and like cue them in right. you know and take the them when I were at Universe that could have happened right someone right. could have seen us and wondered right right when you go to a venue sometimes you, you have to queue up in like the correct line and, but there's some um, that aren't even in lines it's just like a crowd of people like not in a line yeah 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 just like waiting for something and I've sat and waited for like 15 minutes because I just want to know and I just give up because I don't want to have you ever been in a convenience store and a bunch of those people just like come in? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Like, like I've been in convenience stores and it's just like a bunch of people waiting for something and and there's nothing. Like it's just a convenience store in my like boring neighborhood. Yeah, and there's like 40, 50 people. I think all, only like, only once or twice this happened. Yeah, they're wearing like a ba- like a jersey, but it's not yeah. a baseball jersey. It seems it's like. like it seems like it might be like, like some like, Korean it, it or like j- Japanese wrestle, pop it could music. Be wrestling or something. It could be too. wrestling. I don't yeah, know. yeah, some true. kind of like real cult fanfare thing, but. Yeah, super bizarre. I would say of all the ones we're talking about, this is the most, like, I know I'm not doing a great job explaining it. It's a bit nebulous, but this is the one I want the answer for the most. Like, yeah, the lines what, to nowhere. What are, they, what what are, are these people things? waiting for? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Lines are common in Japan, though. They are. They are. People line up. Yeah. They have no problem waiting in line. Like you said for clothes, for food. Yeah. For movies. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Uh, speaking of theater, I'm going to transition into um, one that I, I just don't understand. And, um, and I, I mean, I guess I kind of understand it, but this is one that it's a little bizarre to me. And it's a particular type of theater. Um, mm. Most people probably are familiar with Kabuki theater, sure. which is, uh, you know, oftentimes it's um, men doing the roles of women, right? Mm. And uh, But there's a, another sub, sub-theater. And it's definitely Kansai-specific, so like c- central Kansai, western yeah. Japan where we are. Where, where I live, I see posters for this all the time, and it's women that dress as men mm. and women, and they do... Uh, they do plays like these performances, yep. and uh, all the women. The posters are very dramatic. I mean, they're, they're very, very eye-catching and eye-catching. They look pretty cool, to be honest. I I, I wouldn't mind seeing one ah. one one day, but um, but the women all have like slick back hair, like greased back hair, and it's blonde, and they're wearing like makeup, really like heavy makeup, heavy yeah. makeup, and they're they just, don't look man. Sometimes they look manly. They're, some are like very Charlie Chaplin. Which it comes, I think, from the 30s. Um, I have some information up oh, here. Oh, okay. So uh, I think so that's maybe is that Charlie Chaplin's answers. time a little bit. Uh, Charlie but, Chaplin was 30s, 20s. 20s yeah, so this 20s, is definitely 30s, yeah. one of the looks is Charlie Chaplin, but some other ones are really not convincing. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, the job, maybe they're not trying to be convincing. If you know, if you know the Yellow Submarine, you know by the Beatles, you know on the Magic Mystery Tour cover, you know they <laughs> often wear like things really? like that, like oh, yeah, like That's, it's like with the buttons in the. the tell, I'm not saying you're wrong, but I've never yeah, felt that way. And a lot of times it's almost like, um, uh, I would say, not Rococo, but uh, yeah, maybe like Rococo kind of art, you know, like like. People with uh, white gloves on and swords, white gloves you know, for fencing sure. white gloves, gloves for and sure. stuff like that. Here's here's what like, trusty Wikipedia has to say about it. It's Takarazuka Revu uh, is a Japanese all-female musical theater group based uh, in Hyogo Prefecture. Shout out. 
Uh, women play all roles in lavish Broadway-style productions of Western-style musicals, and sometimes stories adapted from manga and Japanese folktales. Uh, the company that owns it is part of Honky Railway, which is one of the big private lines out here oh, okay. in Western Japan. Yeah, yeah, it makes sense because I, I ride a lot of Honky lines. A hundred percent. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. A hundred percent. Like this is the only company that employs these people. I also read in another section before that a lot of anime and manga are influenced from this theater, not the huh. other way around. So like they've made manga and anime, and there are some very effeminate characters and gender bending is pretty big in manga right oh huge yeah it's a huge um uh genre yeah, yeah and there's yeah. i mean something i don't think we would ever be able to podcast about because we no. just don't have the authenticity but like the i forget what it's called there's this whole like boy on boy manga you, you uh starts with the a e sound anyway it's like very homoerotic uh, manga that girls are super into. A lot of just regular office lady, kind of very uh, conservative-looking ladies. When you go into the manga stores, you'll see them reading these manga. Uh, you know, probably inspired by this kind of stuff. So, yeah, I, I, I guess the thing I was puzzled about was just like, how do they, you know, how is it so popular? Because, like I said, I see the posters all the time. I know that there's off- an audience for it, but. Um, maybe it is just a thing in my neighborhood. You in know, terms that, of gender yeah. roles and stuff, Japan, at least modern day Japan, at least in the last twenty years, is pretty traditional. You know, so it's kind of surprising sometimes that, well, that, that stuff exists. Yeah, with I know historically there was maybe that's not always the case, but when you consider like Western culture, like gay marriage and stuff here is kind of just, just, just. I think in Shibuya is like the only place Shibuya City that's yeah, like accepted with people like yeah fighting for like gender rights and stuff yeah. in in our um, in Kansai and Tokyo mm-hmm. and everywhere in Japan um, yeah it, it's it, it just surprises me that this type of you know this type of um, so some things are so maybe accepted. that's sexist of me because like if you think about it uh, Kabuki. Kabuki has been doing you know gender swapping for a long well, I time I guess so. though for us as western people like Shakespeare though I mean Elizabethan period sure only men were allowed to act so traditionally that's I'm not saying I agree with it but that's more accepted where a full female cast from 100 years ago I feel like that's a little more cutting edge a little more interesting and for me, as, as a Westerner, yeah, just not really being familiar with that. I had a student once who was really into it. She's like, that's what she does on the weekends, and she definitely had the look. Yeah. yeah. But don't you think it's weird that it's always the same look? Like, mm. I mean, all the women, like I told my wife, I, well, I said... I think it's oh, stuck I, I, in this 30s kind of time, maybe. I told my wife, I said... Like oh, flap- look at... Like these, are, these actresses always look the same, and she was like... That's the same person And I said No, no You don't understand Everybody in this production Looks like that You know yeah. Like they all have that Greased back hair mm. Blonde greased back hair The it's kind You of know Maroon face. Maroon Like Makeup. eyeshadow yeah. And stuff So it's a very particular look You can say that about Kabuki too though Right Like I want to say their facial structure But the, the makeup or the It's looks true the But in Kabuki You find like a lot of people Like there's costume changes So you have mm. like the samurai With the big old get up You have the the ghosts that have like the white faces and stuff so maybe they have all that in these productions but yeah. they always advertise it with this particular look so yeah it's fascinating yeah, yeah so again i learned some about it though that's, help us out that's it's, good yeah it's definitely if like, you're into these these plays it, I will, yeah i want to yeah, know this is for sure this is like deep subculture you know because it's pretty regional even within japan so yeah 
tell us, please tell us more. That's I'm glad Matt thought of this one. This is one I've wondered about for years. And, yeah, uh, maybe I'll find a picture of of the production. Our, our episode, yeah, uh, that could be our episode photo. cover. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah, photo. We have one more, don't we? Uh yeah, we do. Yeah, yeah. And it's about. Dun dun dun. Yeah, we. Always are recording on our phones and then using our phones notes. That's right. Uh, it's uh, oh yeah, preparations in case of emergency. Oh, we, we got a couple yeah. more, yeah. So we All should right. talk about that. All right. Yeah, yeah. Just in general here, Japan's very earthquake prone. For me, one of the worst things about living in Japan is I'm. Last night I told Matt at like midnight I thought I felt an earthquake. It was nothing. I couldn't go to sleep to 3 a.m. because. My heart was racing and I was totally scared. Which David isn't alone in this. Like, I think a lot of people have this feeling, you know. A lot like, of non Japanese yeah. people do. Japanese people are so passive about it. Yeah, I wonder. <laughs> yeah. When they happen, like, I'll get a nice text or something from a Japanese friend being concerned, but I, I like, run. I've, I've had a em- couple embarrassing moments here where my phone goes off and I like duck and cover under a table and no one budges or moves or does anything you know I've done that too but it's the best thing to do but my point is that like you said I'm not alone but I'm but yeah yeah but you're with with other with other foreigners for me I mean yeah Yeah. anyway the same thing happened to me where I was I was in a meeting and I was like I'm getting under the table people you know Yeah, yeah but nobody else got under the table so, uh, like, yeah, compared to living in Korea, where, like, North Korea is close, if anything were to ever happen in Korea, not even North, North Korea attacking, but, like, I would know right away where to go as a foreigner, someone who didn't speak you know, Korean very well. It's very clearly marked. I even know, like, where the gas masks are in the station. It's, it's very Yeah, in the trans- trains they had gas masks. It's very you transparent. Get. You see them every day, which maybe, you know. Lots of signage. Maybe that's a cultural thing, too, yeah. where Japan doesn't want people to, like, see that every day and think about it. But I legit, like, I have an app that tells me, like, what elementary school is, like, the safe haven. But, like, I don't know, like, what door to go through, what's inside there. Like, what if I can't get there and that's blocked off? Like, what's the next best place to go, you know? Yeah. It's um, not, to me, maybe, again, it comes down to language. It's not that clearly marked. And I just feel like, especially for, like, a North Korean attack, which... I sometimes wonder if Japan's worse off than South Korea because, like, the missiles fly, have flown over Japan a couple of times now. Yeah. But that's not happening in Korea, South Korea. Like, what? there's, like, underground bunkers and stuff. Like, in, in South Korea, the subway stations, you know, they tell you the ones that are deep underground. Um, my subway station is not underground near me. It's above ground, you know? Yeah. I don't know where I would go underground near me at all. Like, and I feel like it's not an advertised or talked about thing. I don't think there is a lot of places. Like, I mean, I, the subway, why? I guess. So that's uh, yeah. the mystery to me is, like, it goes so much against the ethos of Japan, a place that's, like, very overly cautious, almost sometimes for me to, like, an annoying degree, you know, how, like, come on, just let me let me live my life and, and, and do take my own medicine mm-hmm. or I could take a stronger Tylenol, you know, or something like that. Yeah. Um, well, I would say that, like, you know... Historically, Japan has had a good track track record well, as far as like earthquake is yeah. concerned because the, well, the homes are retrofitted for it. Considering the amount and the strength and stuff, yeah, you would think more yeah. people would get hurt. But so construction is like they plan for earthquakes, big yeah. earthquakes too, yeah. right? So um, in the last twenty years, yeah. and yeah, historically they've held up. Like I mean, you hear about 
Latin America getting hit with earthquakes and like whole cities getting leveled and stuff like that. And, um, you know, it's like a huge tragedy. And then Japan gets hit with the same size earthquake and nobody's killed, you know? So, I mean, that's a testament to like the good, sure. I think good design, you know? An example would be like, I went to like a, another competitor, like international school in Tokyo and I was there there are like helmets in every classroom like on the mm. walls like 30 yeah. helmets you know in every class and stuff and I felt like oh good like if an earthquake happened I feel like this is I, it's obvious you just go there grab that helmet you know duck and cover yeah. out where I am like I don't know there's no helmets anywhere like I guess it's just very surprising Japan generally is very cautious and forward thinking and I do agree that like I think they've just been really lucky I think we could say the same thing oh about, yeah yeah we talked about crime on a show that you probably would have heard by now and how I was pretty worried for the Olympics to come here just because, like, because they have such a good track record, like, I thought for sure some kind of a terrorist attack was going to happen at the Olympics or something because they're just too laid back about it all because they have such a good history with it. But, you know, recently there have been some things happening and G20, we kind of got to see, oh, no, like, they are taking precautions for these events on what I would consider, like, an appropriate level, you know? Yeah. Um... Yeah, but I still do feel for, like, nuclear attack or earthquake, they're lagging. Maybe there's not much you can do. Yeah. Maybe it's, like, a realist point of view of, like, well, you're kind of screwed for those two things. I don't know. I know we talked about the the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy not that long ago, and I I know you haven't read it. Off, yeah, off my But, yeah, yeah, there there is a a part where uh, the world is, you know, like, this big explosion is going to happen, and... He says, well, is there, you know, these people in a pub are like, well, is there anything we could do? And he's like, well, you could put a paper bag over your head. And they'll say, they say, will that do any good? And the answer is none Obviously, at all, right? right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but so there's some truth in that. Like, you know, maybe like ignorance is bliss or, or maybe like there's really nothing you can do, you know, in the face of something like so catastrophic, right? Yeah. But um, <laughs> I guess for me it's a mystery just because... In a lot of ways, yeah, I know Japan's passive in some ways, you know, but in other ways, I feel like it really goes against. Uh, maybe that's the thing but about Japan. But if things Japan. start falling, you know, I mean, it would be nice to have helmets. So sure. I do understand where you're coming from there, and I you think that's why, like, Japan is this interesting, complex place that even after living here for six years, we don't have answers. When we lived in other countries, we did have answers. Is because um, Japan's the kind of place that doesn't like kind of subscribe fully left or fully right or like. You can't put it in a box like yeah. you can some other places, you know? It's not easy to understand, and maybe that's the attraction. I think that's something that's appealed, you know, appealing to me. I think that's why, like, when I've visited other countries, I've always thought, like... Oh, you can figure it out well, in a week or two. Yeah, so more not or less. 100%, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I know there's nuances to I can see, like, okay, if I lived here, this yeah, is yeah. how it would go, and this yeah. is this, and this is I that. I mean, I still know that there's a lot that I could learn from Korean culture and sure. stuff like that, yeah. but... Um, but I think in Japan it's just always something new it's like it's not that foreign to me anymore and it's totally foreign to me at the same time sure, you sure, know sure, yeah. so um, yeah we have one more do we? yeah do you remember what it is? no I, <laughs> why did you forget? you were just reading it I, just, I was thinking about this that <laughs> had a couple of drinks I'm going right, down see. that rather was than my memory living here not understanding Buckets in the streets. Oh, okay. This is a Buckets classic. Let me, let me, yeah, I think mine stopped. Mine stopped. Let me re- oh, start no. recording again. All right. Uh, let me start a new. I'll just start a new one. All right. Buckets in the streets. 
yes. by. Uh, you go past the house, usually not apartment complexes, but like actual house, and uh, you'll see like a metal, usually it's a metal bucket, just sitting right out, you know, by the mailbox, by the the garage that they have it by a gutter you know like a, a pipes coming off you know of like drains and stuff it's, like that yeah it's more concentrated in certain neighborhoods rather than others too i've noticed like some neighborhoods literally every house will have a bucket yep other neighborhoods you might get one in ten that has a bucket what's the deal with the buckets so <laughs> i know i actually kind of know the yeah, answer this is one, this one. I, yeah, I think yeah. we Kyoto is actually the place where i've seen it the most i think someone told me it's like law if your house is made of wood in kyoto uh, because Kyoto is such a traditional place with typically older houses than um, other cities, that I do think in Kyoto any wooden house is required to have a bucket because we should have done this after our earthquake one. <laughs> well, it's our disaster, of, yeah. Yeah, it's because of fire safety, you yeah. know. Like, I guess it's, uh, um, you know, in places that were traditionally wood, you know, built with wood, you know, that there was, if there was hazard. a fire, you know, you needed water immediately. I think a lot of the older ones, they kind of have like a gray. You ever see the ones that have like a grayish black yeah. color? Yeah. Those are actually like made of cedar and they're super dried out. And I think they're just like waiting to be lit up. Like they would just ignite immediately, you know? They just demolished a house like that, right? It was right beside our house. And I'm mm. so glad it's gone, <laughs> it's gone to be honest, had, because it would have... Uh, well, now sparked. I have a beautiful view of like the, uh, the biggest, the tallest building in Osaka and tallest okay. building in Japan. Okay. But, um, uh, but Abino. Yeah, but it was dangerous, you know. Like it looked like a house that was ready to go up in flames, yeah. you know. In my neighborhood, they we have a lot of these buckets, and um, oh, you have them down there. Yeah, and I think what color now are they? are they red? They're red. Yeah, they're red. Metal. They're metal and yeah. red, and they yeah. they're just right by the house, you know. And this is why, like, initially you asked me about Kyoto, and I said no. They're this is a Kansai mm. thing because we have them too. I don't have them in my neighborhood. Well, it's an Osaka thing and Kyoto thing. Then <laughs> there could be places in Kobe, but you know, not mine. I think in older neighborhoods, it's kind of tr- it's it a is, tradition yeah. or it's like a superstition to have uh, have one of these buckets in yeah. front of your your home because it, if you see these buckets, you realize like if there's a fire in your house, these buckets <laughs> are not small. doing anything. They're you know? like shin my shin height, you know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's one bucket <laughs> of water. Like, but I what think, is that? All right, here's do? the idea. I think. <laughs> All right, one fire, one house goes on fire. The whole neighborhood, though, has got the bucket. So you get, like, 30 people coming. I don't think it's going to put the whole thing out, but you get an army of people, you yeah. know, running back, doing it again. It might help but a like little bit. You, like you mentioned, it's not as common as it used to be. So, yeah. like, really on these blocks, like, uh, the, I have, like, maybe... In a four four block radius, mm. there's probably about four or five of those buckets. Oh, okay, it, yeah. it's not like I could just go to every house and grab one, right? Yeah. It's one house in particular. So um, maybe it would be useful to put a fire out on, if you have the fire on you, mm. you know, and you're rolling because you're supposed <laughs> to stop, drop, and roll, people. Don't forget that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't know exactly All what right. you know what it would do. So I have a feeling it's a little more of like. Uh, uh, a, while night, we're, a superstitious thing to yeah. have, yeah. While we're on this, this is one I've asked Albert. He doesn't know either. Next to those buckets, the houses that usually have those buckets in Kyoto, they usually have this weird, I don't know how to describe it, like a guard. So it usually looks like wood made of bamboo, and it's like a quarter of a circle. So picture a circle, divide it into a quarter, like that kind of shape, and it's like up against the house. And it's like these bamboo... It's like a little gate thing that's like a quarter of a circle, and it will, like, go up against the house in Kyoto, and it's next to a lot of houses, 
next to these buckets and that's one it's only those really only exist in kyoto there are i can think of a couple places in my neighborhood but they're like traditional style like kyoto style japanese hmm. houses and it's like i'm pushing the mat here it's like this kind of shape i'll be up against the building just a bunch of rows of like yeah. bamboo you know you know, can't picture what i'm talking uh, about I no i don't know if i've ever seen them okay i mean there are a lot of things like that and it, we could go and i'm like i said we should have this part but two, these are like next you know? to the buckets usually in kyoto particularly like the houses that have the yeah. buckets usually have this kind of weird little quarter circle there are also those rain catchers you know that hang oh, yeah, and those, those are, are those often are in the, cool. yeah, yeah they're really cool but like i think they are more of like a i have a feeling they have like a religious like use mm-hmm. more than a temples a, often yeah. have them they'll say yeah. temples have them or or um places that look a little more traditional typically have them and they're these cool chain so like, copper and then they um i don't know what the correct word is but when the copper turns turquoise uh, yeah they rust it's kind of like yeah, us, the bronze. This, this is a better like word bronze for kind of patina yeah. or something. Anyhow, we're unraveling here a bit with our questions, but yeah, I think um, let us know some questions you've had about Japan or give us some answers, and uh, we'll, like I said, probably come back with part two. I imagine the part two might even be stronger. You know, I'll ask my wife and my friends and stuff. And yeah. we've had so many answers too. Like, I mean, there's so many sure, things that sure, I've sure. seen in anime, and I was like, the bucket, I don't, like the bucket with, one was kind of an example. Of, yeah. Like, we kind of the answer, but food and things like that like so many of those things have been answered so mm-hmm. you know I'm interested in your questions so like you yeah. know maybe we'll maybe be we able to ask. answer some of your sure, questions sure, sure. so uh, we could either ask more questions yeah. or find find the answers so artist music of the show yeah, song of the show yeah I ah, guess okay. we did our, our, our uh, find us everywhere yeah, yeah. Well, um, don't forget to subscribe to us on wherever you get this fine podcast and uh, give us five-star ratings. That really helps. I checked our ratings recently. We haven't had a review in a while, so please, please Mm. do that for us. We're looking for those uh, reviews, so please do it. And, um, yeah, for... uh, for an artist today you know what I'm gonna go with um, I've been listening to a lot of Hal Cali yeah. Hal Cali OG classic OG 90s, 90s hip hop female hip hop you know oh. you go back to our, our uh, Doki Doki Radio episodes female uh, ones female are they Japanese in vol- volume one or two I think they're in volume yeah I think they made the cutting room floor they on the volume two unfortunately okay. so right. that's this is why I'm giving them oh, their time yeah, to shine yeah. right um because there was a section that I, I took out mm. uh, behind the scenes Sad. stuff. Yeah, yeah they're, they're great. They're yeah. kind of like a girl group, but like a cool like street cred girl group. Two, yeah. There's just two of them. So I just recently bought a DVD from uh, Book Off, and it was like 500 yen, so it was like five bucks. And uh, it was uh, how Cali, it, all I could see was their yeah. name. And I What thought, time period did it come out? It was the 90s. So it was the like DVD the perfect the time. 90s? Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. it was like late 90s or early 2000s. yeah. yeah. And it's their big music videos and like all their promos. Does it have and stuff the like the Yankee Bosuzoku surf one? Yes. Aww. Yeah. Because that's not that. even on YouTube anyway. It's it's either not on YouTube or it's like a 240p like. A, oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no, this uh, one is like really good. You gotta put yeah, it up on yeah, YouTube. This is really great. Rip it on YouTube, man. I don't know how to do that, but I'll, <laughs> yeah, maybe just, I'll figure it out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. it's just some more project. Um, uh, but yeah, I've been watching their music videos and I and I really was. I thought about because I've been you know I could be critical about some of the music that I like you know I know if it's, I like it ironically mm. and I was actually watching their videos and thinking like this is really good production yeah. they seem really cool like they're the videos are not like 
you know, like objectifying, like they you were know, the first, like for me, sexy kind of stuff. First you know? and maybe only like pop krill group that I like in Japan. Yeah, yeah. Perfume. A lot of people say perfume, but uh, they went a little too pop for me. No, but Holly Kali to me is like the real. Yeah. And their first album, Bacon, I Bacon. recommend it to that's, anybody. Yeah. That's yeah, the only one like I really know. So of. good. Like from beginning to end, like almost all there's like very few songs like I actually skip. Mm. So um yeah, so this uh I'll do how about mm, My favorite is Giri Giri Surf Rider. Okay, let's do Giri Giri Surf Rider. Yeah. yeah, it's a great one. Yeah. It's a great that's the one with the, the, yeah, the, the music video, yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh yeah, I hope you enjoy the song from Halle Kali. Until next time. Sayonara. Peace. Like a spy, love, hurricane, and again, he must